Whoa, <laughs> that's like a rock music, doesn't it? <laughs> it is. Then he gets the vibrations yeah. going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry for the little hiccup at the beginning there, but welcome to Spark of Light Spiritual Chat Show. And we're on again, eight o'clock this Thursday. And a welcome to everybody who's joining us this evening. Uh, tonight we have um, Judith Miller, who is going to be hosting um, along with myself tonight. And we have a lovely guest as well coming on to the show. And yeah. his name, yeah, his name is Ian Mason. Okay, so Ian is uh, is a spiritual medium, and he um, is a soul guide, a life architect, healer, and a psychic medium as well. There's a lot to Ian um, that we'll be finding out about, but um, just a little bit of a snippet and we'll carry on with inviting Ian onto the show where we can get more information from him. He is, um, he's, he's been very much known on Sky um, Internet TV, theatres, churches, centres and uh, radio and public events as well. And he's used to working um, with workshops, large audiences. He's done a lot of talks, lectures, etc. And he also was a presenter for Spiritual Psychic TV. Um, and he was also formerly the Spiritual Productions host, I, I believe, or broadcasted across Facebook and YouTube. Let's just get let's just get Ian on, and he can tell us everything all about yeah, him. Okay. Quite a lot. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. Hello. Hello. Hi, Ian. Hi, it's nice to see you. Nice yeah. to see you. Yeah. 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 You've got a lot to the bag, haven't you? You know, I, I'm just looking here and I can see that you were a presenter for Spiritual Psychic TV, formerly Spiritual Productions. Um, other, way, other, other way around, but yes. Is it? Right. Yeah. It was funny because at the time that happened, a very, very quick story was that um, when it was Spiritual Psychics TV, I'd actually met Richard, the producer, um, when he saw me doing um, A1R Psychic Radio Moonstruck TV, which is through the States going worldwide. And he uh, he saw me on there and he said, look, I'm trying to get this show off the ground. I was going to do it as um, YouTube, but then I wanted to do it through Facebook. But he didn't have um, a medium, and the medium that he thought he was going to use let them down at the last minute. And uh, he just said, "Do you want to do it?" And I said, "Yeah." He said, "I said it to him when he went tomorrow." So this was like Tuesday <laughs> night, and we went live. And I mean, back in the day, because it was still a bit taboo, you know, we had views of about four hundred and thirty-two folks. And you know, in, in particularly the COVID times where we had a lot of audience, you know, we had yeah. of two, three and a half thousand as it got going. So. Yeah, but I, I'm the founding the founding medium. Yeah, you're very nice, very nice. Now, I know places is where we need to be. Yeah, That's I was shaking. Right. <laughs> I was shaking, you know. Yeah. Now I know that we met Ian through um, the late Ben Aylward, um, who was a spiritual medium and a lovely man yeah. as well. Yeah. So we can't we cannot you know not mention um, no. our lovely. Um, who's a lovely man, a proper gentleman, and such a beautiful gentleman to speak to. He had so much knowledge, yeah. um, empathy, um, you know. And we we did meet through through Ben. Yeah, we did. We did. Yeah, and yeah. I know he was one of your friends as well. You know, he was, so yeah, yeah. We did some training together with the United Spiritualists. Um, yeah, so to, yesterday was an emotional day with his uh, 
yeah. with his uh, his uh, remembrance service and um yeah you just you feel the love don't you you know you do you do and i'm sure he's very much around us watching as well um so i'm very <laughs> sure of that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so it just Carrying on a little bit, um, I know uh, 2020, you were working with some doctors and senior re research team in yeah. theology and, re and religious studies, um, forensic and neurodevelopment sciences at King's yeah. College in London. Um, now, this is this is going to be quite, quite interesting um, because I know it was to gain more of an insight of mediums, you know, and the brain activity, etc. How did that go for you? Um, it was it was really really interesting. I mean, I I first um, I first sort of came across um, one of the doctors there who was postdoctoral herself, and um, it was quite an interesting journey because I can't actually remember how we how we met, but but we did, and I went through a series of interviews um, and then a hypnosis, and then I ended up um, actually up at King's post COVID, um, con doing connections whilst in an MRI scanner, which, you know, I've got to be honest about that. For me, being a reasonably big chap, squeezed into an MRI scanner wasn't the fun, most fun experience because you have a cage around your head with mirrors and you're also audio linked as well. But it seems pretty Yeah. See, but I mean, you know, this mirror is like that on your face and it's it's, mm -hmm. it's bad enough at the best of times in an MRI scanner. Yeah. Um, not, not my happiest of places, but you know, it was very, very interesting. But you know, this is going to be a long-term study that goes over because we're we're distinguishing with all the research that we do together how things like schizophrenia are distinguished mm -hmm. from what some folks refer to as spirit communication or communicators of whatever sort, uh, and how that's different. And are we able to distinguish whether perhaps we experience um, both of those conditions? So it's whether it's a conscious connection or a mental connection, or is actually one misunderstood and in fact is um, a spiritual communication, or yeah. perhaps the other way around. So they're working out, you know, what are voices that we hear, for example, um, as I say, is it schizophrenia, or is somebody that is diagnosed schizophrenic spiritually, consciously connected? So, you know, it takes a lot of time to gather that data, interview yeah. a load of mediums, um, go through those experiments, um, but it, it's really exciting and anything that we can do to contribute to help and what I would say heal um, everything around us by making those contributions with our time. It, it, it's just why, why wouldn't you? It's not a question of why would you? Why wouldn't you? So, yeah. You've been actually curious um, yourself. As, as mediums, we're always curious of what shows you know all the knowledge in the different ways and yeah. you're mentioning you, you mentioned about the hypnosis um when you went through hypnosis when you come out did was there anything about you know other lives past lives or your gifts or your abilities or was there anything that surprised you um when you came out of the hypnosis no because it was a prescribed format that they did as part of an interviewing technique and in fact there were there was a psychologist and um, um, the, the particular doctor in question that was uh, present doing the hypnosis. So I was kind of getting double done, so to speak, for two areas of expertise. Um, and it was almost that I didn't know that I'd slipped under and I didn't know that I'd slipped out either. Oh, that's <laughs> pretty cool. Yeah. 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 So 
hopefully I didn't reveal any any secrets and um, <laughs> you know I had had a shower that morning things like that you know just like... <laughs> uh, they get whatever ones you're never gonna know anyway ship has sailed that's it did, did you ever get the result? Did you ever get the result of all of all of that? Did it ever come to a conclusive result? No, or because is it still it's still ongoing. It's still ongoing, and this was very much at the front end stage. I mean, I know of another medium friend of mine. I, I'm not able to name her on air because I don't have a permission to do so. Um, but needless to say, it is a, a lady who is a friend of mine, um, and um, you know, I know that she went through it as well. And quite interestingly, um, they say that that women tend to do better than guys in there because normally smaller frames more comfortable more relaxed which i found quite interesting um yeah. don't get me wrong they didn't need soap and a crowbar to get me in and out but um, <laughs> <laughs> nevertheless um, it was just a, a random comment that this this doctor made as i i sort of went in but they do dummy runs so you have a, a practice in a decommission machine um yeah. just kind of you know for you know it's a bit like an anechoic chamber you know, no noise switches off and you, you you sort of go into, I would say, almost like a semi-trance state because you're completely zoned because, you know, MRI machines are particularly noisy uh, and you have to be kind yeah, of super, focused, yeah. super connected yeah. for, to, to not be aware of your surroundings. Yeah, it's yeah. really, it's, it's, it's extreme conditions that you wouldn't normally be under. Yeah in that yeah. sense you know when yeah. you're working with spirit or when you're open yeah, with exactly them, that. doing that work it's like making it so much harder yeah but that's good you know and i like that you know it's um it's it's if you would not choose to put yourself there then the old saying goes we don't know enough to know what we don't know we don't yeah. we don't know what's possible and what's not so we, we need that we, we need those tests it's not about success and failure it's about yes. you know arguably failing your way to success and and that's very empowering for every individual on the planet as mm -hmm. well as um you know empowering us in the faith of our own abilities and skills and expertise that we've all been blessed with that we've incarnated yeah. to come here to fulfill and use to help one another yeah yeah do you, do you um i i totally agree with you because i i always say I always feel that there's only lessons and blessings, you know, there's no yeah. right and there's no wrong because how do we learn and how do we understand if we, we don't go through the processes? And yeah. it, it's not as taboo as what it used to be. Um, yeah. And hopefully researches like this is helping highlight it even more and show that, you know, there is phenomena going on. There is... Um, proof of life continuing on in different ways which is it's good but it's scientifically also proven scientifically yes. now too yes yeah, yeah that's what i mean yeah. sorry yeah. Um, but um that that's really good for you know people who have maybe struggled in the past to try and, and help yeah. make that it's as you say scientifically it's really good it's very very good it helps, it helps people. It brings comfort for me because people that might have been on the fence, you know, I have a little joke. So you have your believers, you have your skeptics, and then I have the last one, which I call septics. But yeah. um, the funny, funny thing is there, though, that some folks will be out there really, really wanting to, but perhaps because of their environment or their upbringing, aren't able to let go. 
I yeah. don't care what caste, colour, creed you come from. We're, we're all here in love. And if you've lost somebody that means the world to you, you, you want to feel that. And if you block that, I feel that's a terrible a shame for you to not enjoy what you have the potential to enjoy. And maybe, just maybe, that the scientific um, side coming together with the spiritual side now that it becomes homogenous, that that can be a little more faith to those that might be on the fence and we can all enjoy everything a little bit more. And I would say to everybody, trust your senses if you're on the fence, because if you feel like you're drawn to somebody and if you feel that this is okay, what you're experiencing in a reading, it's okay. Yeah. If it isn't, then you need to listen to what you know you need to do and, and maybe you, you change courses. But at some, at some point we get to, as they say, there's a, the saying goes, there's a certain inspiration in desperation and I, I don't care about whatever boundaries might be in place, race, religion, colour, creed, etc. Sometimes we want it so bad that we almost surrender when we're on the fence and it allows that beautiful connection, feeling, experience, yeah. change of energy to happen. And it's just enough. And that can help and heal as well. Yeah. yeah. And I think we, we all have that light. We all shine that light. We are, we are that light. We're all big We are, yeah. Yes, very much so, um, and it's 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 nice it's nice to know that it's it's on record, it's shown more, and and it's, yeah. it does yeah. help. It does help others. Um, yeah. Maybe change their views and their opinions. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Not that we're, we're not looking to coerce people. Oh, yeah. um, you know, they have to be of their free will, free will. And, and desire and need in a healthy sense of desire and need to want. For the right reasons effectively a healing that they need mm -hmm. yeah did, i was going to ask you where did your journey begin ian did you go to um teaching and mediumship or is it something that was at the very beginning of your journey as a child where you connected with spirit then and it just yeah. progressed further to later on in life yeah all of the above really i mean yeah. it was um it was quite interesting. So a long story short is apparently I've never been normal. Go figure. Who knew? And uh, I used to do strange things in a cot. But I do remember from a very early age, uh, and I, I would guess, because I'd have to guess, you know, they say the memory doesn't kick in and kind of until you're around five. But I do remember being very young, and I know that I wasn't walking, um, as in just like when we're communicating. I know um, that I saw my great-grandmother at the end of my bed. And then sort of through childhood, I would do things like join judo. Uh, I did a bit of karate, but everything that I was doing felt secondhand and I felt like I was witnessing something else. So it was almost like I was there as the physical shell that people look at and call Ian, what people can now see on camera, but Ian's inside, right? As Wayne Dyer says, your body is the garage where you park your soul. So beautiful. So a bit like that film Men in Black, I'm in there pulling the levers you know, sitting in a seat in here somewhere or whatever goes on, right? Um, and I was aware that it wasn't me that was hitting or blocking or kicking. It hit, as Bruce Lee would say, it kicked, it, it blocked. But I was part of that and I could sort of feel like a mesh of a connection. And then ultimately through, I would say, a, um, a, a breakup of a relationship um, took me to a point where um i ended up in um crawley spiritualist church which is gossip's green they have one at three bridges which is closed now but the main one at gossip's green still going 
I ended up in, in circle there and um, I was in circle for sort of three years and I, I met a, a friend of mine um, through that, a lady called um, Vicky DePros. I know Vic, Vicky won't mind me mentioning her. And um, she offered to take me out just at a random point with her because she does a lot of the Kent Corridor work particularly. And she said, you can come with me. And just randomly, I've got bookings on my own. And that never happened until one day we ended up working together for um, the homeless of Midway, raising money for a, a charity to buy beds to get the homeless of Midway off the floors. Um, yeah. And that was that was a, that was a great night. So, yeah, uh, um, that's that's basically it in a nutshell. And I just kept going. And then it's obviously gone through my my areas that I've been led to um, as, as I've evolved. You know, my my gifts, talents and abilities suited for whatever I incarnated to come here to fulfill and complete um, have, have sort of blossomed and widened. And, you know, I know what I feel in my heart I need to follow. And here mm -hmm. I am. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice that you, um, it's nice that you feel you have the freedom to do that now. Um, and it, as a child, it's harder. It, you know, I, um, I think some, a lot of us as spiritual children, even nowadays, yeah. Um, it could be confusing because society, you know, you're growing up and people would say, you know, gosh, got a great imagination when really it's being, you know, we're being misunderstood in different ways. So um, it's 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 nice that we can be more open, even more so with children and, and young, yeah. young generations. You can be cast aside as a child as well, though, yeah. as, as as being weird and being yeah. bullied, you know, as oh, a child, yes. you know, and that's something that I went through as a child, yeah. Um, yeah. very much so. And mm -hmm. I only had maybe two or three friends that actually could understand and, and got on well with me and, and we gelled well, and we're still friends today. So it just shows yeah. you, you know, and yeah. some children do sense of something something different about you we don't know what it is so yeah. you're weird and so because you're weird billing but they don't know what to do with you you don't know yeah. what to do you know my grandson um my grandson's 10 and he knows so much about the solar system the planets everything like yeah. he would put me to shame and he really loves his crystals and his guardian angel and he would have struggled in primary, he's just getting ready to leave primary school and he would have struggled. And yeah. he, he, my daughter rang me one day and she says, mom, can you speak to, to, um, to my grandson? And I said, certainly, and I, I come on and he says, you know, he wanted to know about his guardian angel. And, yeah. and I says, yeah, we, we all have a guardian angel. We all have, have that, that loved ones and looking over us and guides. And he was he, he he has a wee safe he keeps his crystals in um and he even down to the stone he will hold that stone and say you know this stone has, has consciousness in it and and he's 10 and you know i i said to my daughter you know hopefully people let him be him yeah. you know because he's very he's he's very but he doesn't he says nanny i don't I don't care. I like this. I like my guardian angel is with me every every night, and, yeah. and he's very open to it and understands. And, and it's like so positive that it's yeah. it doesn't matter to him. And it'd be lovely to see that generation, but to be accepted more with you know how they feel. But yeah, yeah. I, 
that was quite refreshing to see that. I mean, it's a really powerful technique because, I mean, for me now, I, I work slightly differently in how I connect and it gets quicker and quicker. And I don't necessarily have that need for that same connection. But as he's learning, what's really good is you see, of course, he's aligning and he's becoming aware of the frequency of his energetic vibration. And also he is actually calibrated to that frequency and energetic vibration, which is alignment. You know, it's, it's Abraham yeah. Hicks says, align in touch and in sync with the whole of who we are. And that's the point from which that we, uh, on that on that higher frequency, you know, we can get in alignment with that which we desire, which is in the purest sense, um, mm -hmm. you know, the law of attraction, you know, rather than it being a wish, which is most commonly misunderstood. And one thing that is a personal huge disappointment for me is, and I see it on social media now an awful lot, where teachers, um, because there are really good, uh, as they call themselves, teachers, and there are people out there that claim to be teachers, but, you know, they talk about, you know, I will help you with your gifts and help you bring them out. Yeah. And then they talk about when they come through and had their gifts, and I'm a third or fourth generation newsflash. We are all the gift. And yeah. That's that's as the segments and as a collective whole, we are all part of that. So you know there there is no for me a disconnection from that. If you do that, then arguably I would say that you choose to disconnect and become unconscious. Um, and that's my personal spin. So I don't do I don't do subconscious. You're either conscious or unconscious, or as the Course in Miracles says, holy or unholy. You know it has to be pure of the heart from the heart through and with and for and with the intent of love and yeah. that works so strongly so strongly and powerfully love or above yeah. is love or above for frequencies so powerful yeah. yeah i'm just i'm just also wanted to touch on something else um i know that uh, you do um chiropract techniques and yeah. i know that's a form of healing uh neuro emotional techniques and um, applied can kinsology um, yeah. and it's all about adapting the spiritual mm. essence of those treatments together and in, in healing and uh, mm. so uh how um i mean i i've got an idea about what how it works but for the viewers you know who are listening yeah. how do you do this how does well, this work for you it's funny back i would say about 20 22 years ago um i i was seeing somebody I suppose, yeah, the early stages of relationships, one might say. And yeah. I went to the chiropractor. I'd, I'd hurt my back. I think I'd been sparring or something. But um, I didn't know at the time that he, he found the problem by um, testing my muscles. And, and back in those days, it was applied kinesiology, which wasn't as known then. But that was a chiropractic technique that was um, invented by a chiropractor in the 70s. So that wasn't new news. But it, it, it was in the sense of it becoming more common garden treatments and, and methods for diagnosis is to understand the energy in the body, which is what I translate that as. And that's, for example, where typically, you know, you put your arm out and they push down as they ask questions. But you, speak, um, you could do that by having a new medication. So let's use it this way. You can understand how external factors influence the body by using AK, just to make that uh, shorter and sweeter for conversation. And I remember my chiropractor saying to me, try this um, multivitamin and bring it down next time you come. And he scratched the surface of the tablet, put it on my tongue, because the tongue is the fastest conductor to the brain. And I put my arm out again and he tested me 
And we did this over, so I've got a, a variety of multivitamins that he tested me on and uh, some worked, some didn't. So in this instance, you have to calibrate yourself just like a pendulum. So I'm going to shimmy, shimmy over here. And so um, as I had one on my tongue, it pushed down. And knowing that in this instance, down was negative and, you know, strong was positive, um, you know, we could work out whether that was or wasn't working with the body. And it was quite interesting. As I tried each one, I found out whether the body then fed back to me, whether it was happy or not, or there was any benefit because I couldn't sense it or I could sense it if I sort of monitored that over a week. Now, neuroemotional technique is a bolt-on for me that I've done with um, my, my recent um, chiropractor, I, I would say, who I've reconnected with after about 30 years, Daniel Chung. He's a, an incredible guy. And um, what's really interesting is that um, it's another technique that's been around since the 70s, but effectively you're linking with the neural pathways to find out where the body's at. So somebody could say, no, I'm fine. You know, money's okay. You know, work's going all right. Relationship, yeah, you know, relationship's up and down and it's fine. But if you bring that line of questioning in and apply that through, apply kinesiology, you can actually find out whether what they're telling you is truth or less than truth. So um, does, does that recoil, Ian, when you're, you know, when you're holding your arm, would that yeah, like recoil back yeah, up your arm? Yeah. And here's the, here's the beauty. Whilst you can't necessarily do NET, so neuromotional technique, quite in the same way for yourself, in my experience, or I haven't found the way to master that yet. Uh, AK, because obviously most people put the, I know it from the arm testing and the muscles. And I've done this live in churches, particularly more open churches that, that welcome sort of experiments. And I do it in demonstrations because it's about an awareness and healing you can do for yourself. I was watching an American lady online once and um, I had this puzzle. So whether this is law of attraction working or not, who knows? I'll leave that to the uh, synchronicity awareness uh, of the audience watching these. But she had this. So I'm going to do this. Now, hopefully this will come on the camera the right way round. Right? So the Winston yeah. Churchill version. The other one is a little bit rude. And we don't do that with love and light, do we? You can do that. And I'm going to turn my hands on the side. So this is, um, this is my uh, middle finger. And this one is my index finger. So if you bring your middle finger behind your index finger, and if I turn it around, it looks like that. So that's my index finger. Is that, that correct? Yeah. That's my middle finger. Um, so the taller one should be behind the shorter one. That's it? Yes. You got it. So just, just if you just allow your hand just to sort of rest like that, and if you, if you just push, just gently, just sort of almost pulse it, Okay, so you can so you can just feel it like that. You can just sort of feel the resistance and the ease just through that range of movement. Now, what we're going to do is a very quick technique just to calibrate ourselves. So, um, if you just just to calm ourselves, first of all, if we just close our eyes for one second, I'm going to keep mine open. Um, but if I just invite everybody, if you'd like to, to close your eyes and just feel that. Um, that sort of almost resistance pressure of your fingers being vertical. Just allow your life as it is right now, warts and all, just to come into your awareness, just so you can feel it. Just taking a breath in through your nose and out through your mouth as you settle. You feel yourselves become a little bit more relaxed because it's familiar, you see, what you're bringing back into your awareness. Now, I just want you in your mind or out aloud in your mind or even out aloud verbally just to ask a question and just ask your um, your own name is my name in my case ian so just do that for me and as you ask that question just push 
your fingers forward, your back finger pushing your forward finger, and just become aware as you ask that question, whether that's easy or a little rigid. So is it hard to push or is it easy? Okay, so as you've got that awareness now, I'm going to ask uh, Judith um, first. Judith, did you find as you asked that question, it was easy or more difficult to push? I find it was easy. Okay, Alice? No, I found it harder to push. Okay, so so hard for Alice is positive. Oh. And for Judith, in this instance, Why easy. Why am I not Judith? <laughs> Sorry. Oh, my gosh, that's a Freudian slip, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, okay. And, and we'll stop that there. Um, I beg your pardon, Alice. Um, thank you. It wasn't very subtle, Judith, but I have to take that with these broad shoulders. I beg your pardon, okay. Alice. So for Alice, um, the resistance, the strength of, so where it's more difficult, that mm -hmm. means that um, that is your yes. And for Judith, obviously you had less resistance, so you went down a little further on your travels. So down for you is yes. So you're very different. So perfect for the audience to witness. So well, now, right. yeah. So now if you just close your eyes again and go into that position with your fingers and close your eyes, um, you can now say, ask, ask well, as I cock the names up, not to put too fine a point on it. If you now ask, is your name Fred or Joanne, an unrelated name, and push, you should find that you have an, an opposite reaction to what you just did because you're technically lying. So for Judith, you should be more difficult. And for Alice, you should have been easier. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, it was. That's, that's a big one. Yeah. I'm finding it's like, yeah, it is harder, but it's like you, you're going at an angle nearly. Well, it doesn't matter. It's, it's yeah. don't worry about that. You see, yeah. you just become aware of that. Now that is bizarre. And that's the same way yeah. that we calibrate pendulums and things like that um yeah. and so yeah you know there are great programs out there sensing murder australia and new zealand <clears> to <throat> you know um uncover murders unsolved murders brilliant program it's on youtube everyone should have a, a look at that it's quite interesting so where the psychics as they call them in that part of the world um they're mediums um and they channel as well but if they put their hand over the map to find an area you could actually ak it rather than pendulum it and using that oh. technique Wow. And I, I, I would say that you could equally go up and down. I don't do chakras myself, per se. Uh, I just work differently. But in theory, somebody could stand in front of you and you could just go down the seven chakra points. We'll keep it at seven for ease because that's mainstream, more recognised. And you could almost go, oh, hang on, sacral, what's going on here? Uh -huh. Or solar plexus or heart. And you can, you can, you can in that instance, be an energy reader. And what is a very interesting point to mention here is, is that sometimes some mediums where people consider that they might be working psychically aren't necessarily working psychically but they're not fully mediumistic they are reading energy but reading energy is is one way of what i will call becoming aware or reading i don't want to use the word diagnosis i need to be very careful in particular about that because i'm not a trained medical professional and none of us are we pass on what we pick up but we are not medical experts. And so everyone has their own free will as well. And if we do pick something up and we give it as we give it, um, you, you know, you have your own free will, but we would always say, please go and consult the appropriate medical professional. But in the same way as if we were working mediumistically and somebody said, oh, you've got flu or you've got a tummy bug, you know, 
um, you know, do go and get that checked out. But we are giving what we're getting. We're not embellishing that and adding to it in any way, shape or form. It is literally what we get, we give. Um, and I just would like to make that um, known because, you know, when equally we're not healing in the sense of um, although there is some speculation as to how far one can heal with the healing that we give, um, you know, it's not necessarily every condition is possible to heal, but there are other factors, including the person that needs to receive the healings and willingness, awareness and openness to, to receive that healing. So we'll leave that there because it will get terribly complicated if we go any further. But it, it's very, very, it's very, very interesting. And if you're at a point where you're with a boss or something like that, for example, in a work situation and you're in your feeling what's going on to so distinguish AK from NET, but using that same technique, you can put your hand on your heart because if you feel it there um, or you're stressed, you know, these are all sort of acupuncture and um, points that you can recognize in the body for stress for, for this. So if it's stress, you can put your hand here and say, is this my stress or is this my boss giving me their stress? And doing that same pushing technique, you can distinguish whether um, you are you can acknowledge that whatever you're telling yourself may or may not be true. So the mind will always go racing ahead. That's what mind does to keep us safe. Front of the brain, boom, yeah. it's protection. It's to fight, flight, or freeze. But mm -hmm. you know you can use NET scenario <clears throat> because a lot of the time you see is you know that old uh, saying you know. Um, what you pay attention to, you literally buy that experience because you calibrate to that. Yeah. Therefore, the neural pathways will form in your brain to mm -hmm. focus on that being something that's important. And actually, you protect yourself from everything other than what isn't important because it isn't good for you. But but that's what happens. And that's what we need to become more aware of, the science behind this. Joe Dispenza's yes. work is a very good example. But you can do that um, even if you're feeling it with a, a loving partner. You can put your hand here because it's a loving relationship and you can go, is, is this me? Is this them? Because, you know, Gabo Mate is a brilliant, brilliant psychologist <coughs> and therapist and he's very spiritual as well. And his classic line is um, trauma is not the event. Trauma is what happens inside of you as a result yes. of what happens to you. And a classic example of this, I watched um, a dog trainer in the States on TV recently. And this couple had this troublesome dog. You know, it, like, it knew it was a Wednesday and it wouldn't go out on a Wednesday or something bizarre like this. And they had a little moment uh, uh, between the, the, the couple. And, and the lady turned to her husband and went, you're triggering me. And I, I, I actually laughed at that point, not to be unkind, but it didn't go any further. And I just sort of sent out a silent prayer in that moment to say, I hope after the show... You, you don't push him away saying, stop it, stop it, you're triggering me. You go, what was that all about? What's going on for me? Yes. That's where you can bring it to NET and, and help discover that a little bit more. Now, I'm not suggesting that psychologists, psychotherapists, um, hypnotherapists or any other uh, medical um, person in that neuroscientific, neurodevelopmental field isn't an appropriate source to help you through that. I'm just suggesting that these are ways we can become more aware and use it perhaps as a medium um, for a, a pun to at least understand where we need to go to help us get over what we're holding on to. Because if we're getting triggered, it's still in there. The question yeah. is, how old is it? And what we want to do is unload the childhood, the things that happened when we were before. And two almost Buddhist techniques that come about with this 
And I remember the Dalai Lama doing one of these is forgiveness. Comes very yes. strong through all, all slants of Buddhism. The other one is satisfaction. And the Dalai Lama um, was once questioned by um, uh, this chap whose name I didn't catch in this interview. But what he said is, you always want what you have. Because that way we have the satisfaction of being fulfilled. We don't have that desire for things outside of us, which society, social media, you know, classic with the law of attraction to keep it topical, you know, go umba, 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 and a Ferrari will appear on the drive. You know, I'm mucking about, but we all get where I'm going yeah. with that. Um, and it's it's very important. It's very important. So, you know, you can use these tools to literally heal yourself, as um, Louise O'Hay said. She said you can heal your body. And okay. if you don't heal your body with this or it's not possible, you can improve where you were, which means you've healed yourself. And where That's I good to say, yeah. Yeah. And where I do this publicly, I've done demonstrations where if, if for example, let's just say um, resistant is 100% positive, and when I first test somebody with NET, it's down there, and I say, give that a number between 1 and 100, 100 being how bad, and they go 70, where I do some healing after I've found out what's going on for them, because they don't always tell me the truth, bless them, because we are in a bit of denial, we fight it. Um, yeah. I, they're not necessarily always 100%, you know, I, I, I really wish, not through ego, that I could do that. I, I wish I could, but not on each and every occasion. I have had that experience, but sometimes you do it, and they go to 50 or 30. You know, that is uh, a 50% and sometimes 100% uh, improvement from where they were uh, at yeah. 70% to 30. You know, that's that's a big deal. Yeah. And um, that's a lot better. And when you say, how did that feel? They go, better. I feel different yeah. or lighter. Yeah. So it works. We can heal our bodies. So uh, just to finish on um, before we move off the healing, because... Uh, I, I'm, I'm very intrigued as to your technique and, I, and it did work. So if we were putting it against, you know, like the pendulum and things, you know, sometimes we don't realize that yeah. something is affecting us when, you know, you were saying, you know, when you ask, we sometimes don't want to say, or sometimes we don't realize, but say yeah. you ask a question, say, say um, you're asking a question and you're looking for a yes or a no but it's yeah. maybe a bit of maybe it's a bit of both. How do you get that answer when the answer straight away is maybe a bit of both? You know, with that with your technique. Well, um, do you know why the pendulums? I don't know. Or yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, so I want to just touch on the pendulum for one moment because it brings in something that I want to talk about very quickly, which is mind. Um, yes. There's 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 mind. It isn't the mind. It's just mind. Now, when I do the pendulum, I make sure that my elbow is on the desk and I support my wrist so that I'm very, very still and the pendulum would be dangling down here. The difficulty with the pendulum is you really have to be consciously connected. And there's a reason why I'm going down this route first, because I can deal with two topics. Now, with that pendulum, Deepak Chopra was on um, the Oprah Winfrey show back in the early 80s. I believe it's 83. It's on YouTube. Look it up. And if you do, even with all of that that I'm doing there, and drop your pendulum down, and if you use your mind and say, I want that pendulum to go clockwise, your mind is that powerful, even though that you're so rigid like I am, that that pendulum will swing clockwise. You can say, swing it front to back, side to side, swing it out clockwise, anti-clockwise, and it will go. When you so, say thank you, it will, it will literally stop. 
Yeah. It's really important. Yeah. It's really it's really important to understand that the point I'm making is you have to be consciously connected. So rewind, come back to your point, Judith, that you just asked there. We have to truly, truly be consciously connected and not influenced by mind, not to have gone off subject. So the way that I do that is what we did in this instance was just bring into your awareness where you are now, just allow yourself to settle with that, breathe, and you become comfortable with that. And then you go into that state of asking where you need to be. But because you feel it and it's energetic, I'm suggesting that in those instances, what you are is consciously connected, not of the mind. Yes. I'm, I'm you're aligned with what you desire, which is either that help or, or the answers to maybe a question in that instance. But you can double check it. You can double check it. You can check it another day. You can check it an hour apart. Even an hour apart, a minute apart might mean that if that was positive for you, it might be that now that is positive for you. It doesn't state um, um, that this will always be the case. And it doesn't stay as that either. And that's another important point to make. Yeah, but the I think it is important because, sorry, people watching this back might have, you know, people watching this might want to ask that as in yeah. the difference. And it's good for some people to understand that. Yeah, and you can use you can use that mind diversion that I mentioned at the pendulum um, comments there, back with the NET to check it against yourself. Use your mind with your fingers, and this is why you know I use the example fridge raiding, right? So you know, you know that you know that awkward point, right? And we use the weekend because we're all a little more relaxed, you know. And you're sitting there, you're on the sofa. It's probably a Netflix night because it's the weekend, and you're sitting there. What do you do? You go. I think I'm hungry. So what do you do? You get your bum up off of that sofa, you go to the fridge, you open the fridge door and you just stand there looking at the fridge. Now, anyone that's got kids will know that your average 15 year old, you end up saying, shut the fridge door because they've been there for about half an hour because we think we're hungry. The point is, is does the body need nourishment? If the body doesn't need nourishment and you think you're hungry, you're not actually aligned with serving the body. In other words, giving the body something that it needs because it doesn't need anything. It's not told you you're hungry. The stomach didn't rumble. Yes. But if your tummy rumbles and you go, what do I need? You go to the fridge because that's where you store your nourishment in this example. You open a door. If you then ask yourself a question, what's needed now for the body, you'll find that your eyes might be drawn to tomatoes or cucumber. Um, <laughs> I can't say the chocolate because you know what? Everyone knows that sugar is really bad for the body and in, in candy uh, and in chocolate and all that, it's refined sugar, which is just the worst of any sugar that you can get, you know, and so that's not good for you. And sometimes if you're drawn to that uh, rather than the fruit, you might be overpowering your connected state and becoming unconscious. So you go from conscious to unconscious. And we need to be aware of that in life. Classic example, driving along, somebody cuts you up. Now you go, oh, that's interesting. The other one might be some gestures and choice language that might be blue in nature and, and involve language with lots of Fs in it and Os. But, you know, that's where you go from, whoa, I'm aware of the experience I've just had to effectively switching and becoming unconscious to chasing them down the road. We hear about road rage and that's mm -hmm. where it all goes wonky, you see. It's all the same thing. We just need to be aware of what's needed in every moment, every now, as, as Eckhart Tolle would say. Yeah, yeah, that's what true. That's true. Going, what I was going to mention was about <clears throat> the mind, how powerful the mind is. Yeah. You know, 
Um, and I know, like um, when you mentioned about the pendulum as, as well, um, it is all to do with energy. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. Yeah. But there's a lot of a lot of um, things through energy comes from the mind. You know, yes. as, as well, because your thought process as well can change so many things. And I think um, actually before we came on the show tonight, Judith yeah. touched on something that I thought, um, well, you'd actually said, would it be okay to mention on the show? But it's actually coming in very naturally to the show. And so I think yeah. it's something that should be mentioned. And that is about illness and sick health as well. You mm. know, and something that, that I've actually witnessed as being a nurse. Um, and it is about the mind. If, if you're given bad news about a condition and you're told your prognosis isn't really good, you could either, and I've seen it many a time, you know, um, take that on board, but Judith will explain this a little bit more what she had said, but, but take it on board, but also, but also say, okay, right, um, well, you know, I take it really bad and then go really down, go really down with it. And the prognosis being sooner than what it was meant to be okay yeah. um, or it can be the other way and they go no that'll be right i'm you know i'll show you i'm 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 going to fight this and mm -hmm. it completely not what they were told but actually holding on a lot longer than what their prognosis was actually um once diagnosed mm -hmm. as but judith you explained it a little bit um earlier on about it was, um, I, well, I had a very interesting conversation with my, my spirit team, um, spirit, and uh, we had a discussion when, so as we get older, naturally we, we come across conditions and yes, we can worry and stress can manifest into lots of different conditions, but even just um, conditions that are not, um, maybe not even restrictive in our mobility or restrictive in our life or end you know that could be terminal or all, all different types but what they explained to me was that you you never claim it you acknowledge it and um, when I asked them to explain that to me and I a family member they used as an example um, they explained that when we Sometimes, as you talk about the power of the mind, when we claim something like a condition, straight away, you know, we can have that, that interaction with our mind, like all the symptoms. So we will start experiencing all the symptoms and we can start experiencing um, a, a quite a hard, hard, all of a sudden our health can continue to go downhill, downhill, downhill. Um, but it's not that we're we're denying we have a condition and it's not that we're denying that we've been told we've been given a condition diagnosed with a condition um when you don't claim it it's it's you're you're acknowledging it yeah you're yeah. living with it and acknowledging you're feeding it that energy though aren't you you're feeding into yeah, an you, energy yeah. as well and you don't own it yeah it depends where you are in your sort of holistic beliefs mm -hmm. outside of the traditional medical profession of course as well um, and what I would say with this is what's quite interesting is that if you effectively align with what somebody tells you um, as, a, as a medical professional and you buy that, and I'm not suggesting that we, we shouldn't, but I'm just saying if you do, you could literally have one doctor's experience of an illness 
that by aligning with everything that they say, you literally suffer with all of the symptoms and side effects that they suggest. And now, yes. you know, there's going to yeah. be, crikey, out of however 8 billion people on the planet, you know, mm -hmm. I don't know percentage of doctors, but quite a lot. Let's just say there's a billion doctors out there or medical professionals of sorts. You know what? Mm -hmm. You've got a million different experiences and views. And depending upon, you know, where they've been, what they've experienced and where they are in their medical training, so on and so on. And just like us, just to make that even, yeah. um, you know, yeah. I don't want to divide the ranks. That's not what I'm looking to do here. But, you know, here's an interesting point to bring back, Alice, what you were saying about the mind. Does the mind help us align, for example? So what Ram Dass said was the mind is a brilliant servant, but allows in miles. But if you don't know which way to go, which way to protect yourself, to look after yourself, which is mind driven. You know, if you went too spiritual and somebody threw a punch at you, you might end up with a bloody nose, you know, um, because that's the defensing system, isn't it? It's the block or, or whatever you're doing there. But what about this? If you use your mind as well as the focus for your prayer or desire or alignment for what's needed, but in some sort of invisible moment, you transition from unconscious mind to conscious alignment for what's needed. So as Ram Das was saying, that's where the mind becomes a brilliant servant and a lousy master. Here's a really good example. A well-known figure, Anita Morjani, wrote a cracking book, Dying to Be Me. Yeah. She was yeah. diagnosed with cancer. She went down to a, a, an incredibly low um, weight, and the hospital called her husband in and said, you know, we've gone beyond glass rights now. You need to get down here, you know, and already is maybe a minute too late. And somewhere in that she found the desire and the will to not go yet. Now, I need to be very careful what I say here. Um, and I don't want to cross over uh, Anita's expertise of experience because they are hers. But on my understanding of it. And I'm going to suggest that the mind had created a desire that there was a knowing of a sense not to go yet. And that then became a conscious connection that she aligned with. And there was a movement from the unconscious to the conscious. And that manifested like law of attraction and played out. And her recovery came. She's still here. She's still physical, walking yeah. around. Fantastic. Yeah. And here's another one. The 1960s. Go back to the 1960s. You two clearly are too young to go back there. See what I did there? <laughs> too smooth for my own good. But what, I, what, I, what I want to say here, and it's really important, in the 1960s, there were no mobile phones, no interweb, no, no nothing. You know, we, we, we were still pretty much one step ahead of smoke signals, right, for communication. You know, phone boxes were sort of vandalised and didn't work. We, we, we put a few men on the moon. Now, if you consider what electronic devices we're using for this broadcasting today between us, maybe people out there are watching on a phone and, and you go, wow, but we didn't have any of that. So how did that happen? And the point that they use for this over and over and over again is there was a will to do it. And what I'm suggesting is, as Ian, that perhaps there is a similarity from somewhere in that will to put man on the moon that there was for Anita to go from that um, unconscious to conscious state 
but the mind being the servant, not the master. So we shouldn't, what I'm saying here is necessarily exclude the mind as bad and the conscious connection as good as perhaps as we've suggested earlier in this broadcast. Maybe the two work together, but it's understanding how that works so that yeah. it serves us and then we can use that to help everybody else. Yeah. Have you ever, it's interesting because um, a while ago there, um, I had, uh, I wasn't well, I had inflammation and I don't eat bananas. And yeah. I, I, I was at the shop and I was like, I think I'll get some bananas. I don't know why I'm getting bananas, but I'll <laughs> get some bananas. And I got bananas and I looked and I seen the avocados and, and I was like, I never tried avocados. I've got an avocado and um, oats and I come back and, and I, was, I don't know why, why. And then something struck me and I thought, what is the health benefits of this? Well, everything um, I had decided to choose, which I don't normally choose. Frozen. Oh, <laughs> the, the, oh, are we frozen? We had frozen there, but we're back again. Um, it all it, 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 it helped what was going on with me at that time. And yes. Wonderful. Is, Wonderful. Yeah. So, so you're following in your heart what you know is needed. And so um, it, it's something that comes up over and over again in that particular state of conscious connection that, you know, when we walk by faith and not by sight and we have the trust to follow what we know we need to do, even if it doesn't make sense to anybody else. I mean, yeah. how many people like Michael Flatley that, that woke up and when his parents said one day, what do you want to do for a living, son? Do you want to go and build chimneys like your old dad or what, whatever Mr. F did? You know, he went, Nash, you want to go and be a ballet dancer? Going back into his time in life, that was probably a, a moment in the family there, I'm suggesting. It's like, yeah. I do now. You know, a um, little different, left of field. But the thing here is when we're connected and we know what we need, we don't have any resistance to, I shouldn't do this, I shouldn't do that, I like this, or that, or other mental barriers that we put in unconsciously to say, I'm not doing that, hell or freeze over before I do that. So in that surrender state, we are open and we receive thoughts, ideas, impulses. So that's where the idea comes in about bananas and the mm -hmm. avocado there. And the inspiration is the call to action for you to act. And you either do or you don't. And in your yeah. instance, you've already acknowledged that by having the impulse or the thought of the idea and reading the packet and then following that through, looking it up and then consuming that, and it helped you, that's what we're talking about. And we, we need to yeah. employ that more in our daily lives. I mean, I did this many years ago. I had one of those days uh, at the height of my Thai boxing in this instance, so mega, mega fitness demands um, for the body. So I knew I had to go down and start boosting running. So I just woke up one morning and went, oh, it's one of those days where I feel I can like run all day. You normally do 20 minutes today. I feel like, I don't know, probably they'll be kicking me out when the lights go off at 11 o'clock. I went down the gym. The treadmill didn't work. I went on the next one. I tripped over my foot. The next one, the lights <laughs> came undone. The next treadmill, um, you know what? You weren't uh, meant to be there. <laughs> I wasn't meant to be there, you know, and so I just went, okay, okay. So I, in that moment, went, what is needed? Like the fridge raiding and what we've just talked about. What's needed now? Now, Ian does not like assisted pull-ups machines and assisted dips, but it has a purpose. I just don't enjoy it. The platform's at a funny angle, and I can't hold my posture right. It hurts my back. But I said, what's needed? And I, and I actually felt my head almost turned, and I was looking over in this direction, and what was in front of me? The assisted pull-up machine. 
to which I won't use the language that went through my mind at the time. <laughs> um, two ladies present and a lot more in the audience. And um, I sort of went, no, I'm not doing that. I'm going to run. And I, I, I sort of had my head turned again. So I left the treadmills because that wasn't happening. As I walked away, my head was almost twisted backwards because I've gone beyond it. And I somehow arced to that machine. But when I did that exercise, that was it. That's what I needed to do that day. I went home afterwards. I just didn't need to do anything else. So by using my mind as a master and not the servant, it didn't serve me. Yeah. It didn't yeah. serve me. And that's yeah, trust, trust yeah. that inner knowing. Even if, like, I didn't yeah. know why I was buying bananas, but I bought, I knew I was buying them for a reason, so I just bought them. Um, yeah. But I, I, I just yeah. trusted it. Especially yeah. when you don't like bananas and then you're yeah. told to eat bananas, your body's definitely telling you that's what's yeah. needed. And I, I would have ate one every morning then. I still do. Yeah. I still do. Yeah. We won't talk about your banana fetish on the, on this yeah. show. You know. <laughs> what you're doing in your private life, Judith, you know, we will get it, you know. But you know. Maybe not the right subject. <laughs> Maybe we should move on from that subject then. The <laughs> um, soul coach. <laughs> I'll leave the bananas there. Um, so yeah. the soul coach. Um, can we? Can you talk more about that? Mm. I'd really like to hear. I'm sure the viewers would really like to hear more so about soul, that. The, yeah, the soul coach and effectively more so than the soul guide is, is, is all about really when we did at the start of that exercise and we just leveled our energy by calibrating where where we are and what we're at it's being aware number one of how we connect with what's going on for us to be in touch with what's going on in the body and equally the feedback that we get from the experiences that we have from what's going on around us or that we're experiencing it in each moment each now when you walk through the door and your boss gives you a filthy look or a a pat on the back or a, a piece of cake on their birthday or whatever the case may be because our emotions give us the feedback so that we have awareness mm -hmm. and it's understanding and building almost like when we're working as mediums we have our own dictionaries don't we for what signifies an event so i get a birthday cake for a birthday um, um uh, you know and, and a wedding i get balloons yeah, yeah. A, a wedding will be two folks at the altar an anniversary is chinking of champagne glasses for me. Yes, we, we I get that, that chinking. Yeah. yeah, so we get our own vocab there, but it's building your own internal vocab as we translate those emotions so that when we effectively are walking, um, say, down the high street, um, now something that is a controversial subject, but I'm going to go for it, and that is the what we call the, the, the people with need that are almost um, what some people would class as beggars on the street, asking for money you almost will know the ones that feel good for you and the ones that you don't need to go or don't want to go towards in the same way as if you're out in a dating environment and you're going and experiencing different dates that person um and, and the different people that you go through you'll experience those that you feel nice those that feel perhaps uncomfortable you know i'm going to use a bad word now creepy but you know that might be a judgment but in our awareness if that gives you that ooh feeling um, that's just an affirmation back. We're, we're almost using our antenna like a snail or yeah. an ant or, or any insect to feel our way energetically. Yeah, I was going to say. Emotional feedback as the sense for the energy that we are picking up on so that we read energy to help ourselves. 
which way that way. So when we're talking about the other things that we've touched on here um, with, with this and everything else, you bring that into an everyday experience to go, no, I'm not going to go there. When you get that idea to eat the banana in that instance or the avocado, you know, just because you get thoughts, ideas, impulses and inspirations until you start to really get better experienced at this, you might consider that you're having a conscious connection, but it might be your mind. You might eat another banana or another avocado, but you're blocking out that conscious connection. It's actually saying tangerine, you know, um, and so yes. you, build, you build up a mind. And what I'm saying is you need to feel your way through life. That's that's what it's all about. Or what I will call life, because for me, life is when you close the last chapter of the book and you're done, right, in, in being um, here physically. I call it the living experience and the experiences that we go through. And more importantly, nine times out of 10, to some extent, we've grown through, but we always must grow through. Yeah. This, yeah. yeah. Very, this very, is what very I wanted, Sorry. This is what I wanted to bring in. You're talking about yeah. life, the life architect you've got. Um, so then, then you bring yeah. in, see, once you calibrate that and you get more experience with that, you see, you then can use the life architect, which brings in more, if you like, the law of attraction side of things so that you are manifesting or going in a direction that your thoughts, ideas, impulses and inspirations are taking you in, that you know in your heart are good for you, no matter what anybody else says, Dad, Dad, I want to be a professional ice skater. Um, my dad would probably look at me and go, with your back in, are you sure? Um, you know, good luck, but... You know, maybe an insurance policy with a chiropractor is a good idea right now. Um, but, you know, you know, sometimes you just have to do it. And two things are important here. Um, Brene Brown had this classic line and she said, sometimes you just have to do it scared. You, yeah. you just have to, you don't know, but you have the impulse. But the fear is unconscious. But there's nothing wrong with reading the energy of I'm not sure if this is good for me. That's like real time being in tune and in alignment. But when you don't feel it stop classic would be gambling something like that the fruit machine you know i'm not winning do you do you feel like you want to carry on the answer nine times out of ten will be no because your heart will do that or you'll get a clump over the head from your respective other halves or the people that are with you uh, and, and we need to listen to that advice and, so and sometimes sorry i didn't mean to interrupt but sometimes um, what you're explaining then is like yes the gambling's in a different way but it Sometimes yeah. it's good to show that vulnerability. It's good to yeah. have that fear and go, okay, or, I have no yeah. idea, but you're yeah. going to learn something no matter what. And, mm -hmm. and fail your way to success. You know, the Teddy Roosevelt speech of the man in the arena, um, again, I came to that, and I need to give credit to Brene Brown in her book, Rising Strong. You know, um, she, she recited the um, uh, speech that Teddy Roosevelt, the former president of the USA, gave. And um, to paraphrase it very quickly, he said, it's all very easy for the cynics to snarl and spit, cast aspersions and criticise the man in the arena, carved and marred in blood and sweat and tears. Um, but, you know, this person is actually in there doing it and they either fail their way to success. But at least if they do fail, they do so daring greatly. Yes. Very powerful. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Very powerful. And you, and you say we're learning it's either we're going to learn a lesson yeah. from that that we're, you know i know through life it's very hard we all go through probably experiences where we have trust that's broken or we go through something yeah. that has had an impact on us yeah. this maybe caused a fear of trust or um and spirit would always say to me you 
you can't go through your life not trusting. You have yeah. to repeat that process. Yeah. And as you say, we're learning each time. So each time we're, we're, we're putting that vulnerability forward yeah. to overcome and learn again in, in some senses. So the other, the other last part I'd like to add on just very quickly is quantum jumping, which again was, I forget the name of the chap, again from the 70s, Goldman, um, Bert Goldman. Thank you. Um, Bert Goldman. And if you watch him on YouTube, he was quite a pioneer of bringing quantum jumping, like that program Quantum Leaping, but quantum leaping is very distinct from quantum jumping. But you can heal through quantum jumping where it's not so much, I'm not, I don't feel for me that work people do with the Akashic records is something that resonates with me. So I'm not saying it isn't a thing or it isn't good or not good or less than good. I'm just saying for me, it doesn't resonate with me. So I'm all about a move through the moment kind of guy, which is why I'm the soul guide. Figure that out where you're at, how you roll. Let me help you find your way to roll and what feeds back for you. Then let's get you into where you need to be in life and getting rid of the naysayers and calibrating to what's needed, like the examples in the gym. But sometimes there is a bit of a healing because we do hit a bit of a wall, you know, like a stone wall. And with quantum jumping, you can effectively have a parallel experience of the block that you become aware of when you're connected and you're in that um, awareness of your life right now or you, you find what stops you in life and we can identify through using AK and NET what those subjects are and then because you don't forget so what will come to you very very quickly is the experience that is the trigger for you that the trauma is triggering which is the healing point not every case but sometimes and you can parallel to that moment without disconnecting from the work that i'm doing with you we can address that issue and heal it through techniques which it's too long to go through on here right now but we can we can do that and we can heal that moment to unblock that so you can carry on on your journey so quantum jumping is the last part of the puzzle that um, I, I use so what would you and for anybody watching this and listening to everything you've just explained about the healing and the, and um, somebody who has went who has come through a, quite a lot, say some who's come through a lot of trauma um, and a very low point, um, struggling and their first step. How do they break for someone to come to you with that for that help? How what? Or how can they approach that first step, that first milestone to, okay. to, to get over? So, you know, we yeah. touched on um, psychology earlier on, and I did make a big point about every every professional expert has their place. So I'd like to bring in a, a psychological um, technique here, which is quite often you see for people with brain injuries, for recovery, rehabilitation, um, or some mental health um, experts will say to somebody, okay, so um, what does this broken relationship that you went through um, feel like for you? Describe it to me. Draw a picture. What does it look like? And they use techniques like that. And what I would suggest is that anybody that's got those um, first signs of I want to help myself or a desire or, an, you know, itchy feet to want to do something to help themselves, I would encourage them to sit quietly, close their eyes in a quiet space and just settle their energy in through the nose, out through the mouth, and just let themselves settle and just come into their awareness what is troubling them and just start to become aware of where they feel it or they sense it in the body 
how they feel their energy state has changed from that. Let's just say it was a flat line calmness for this is life as it is. So I know where I am right now through to ouch. And if it's an ouch, where is the ouch? Is it the knot in the stomach, which is more relational? Is it in the heart, which is more love centered? Is it more in the third eye forehead area, which would be stress? Because these are all acupuncture points or kinesiology points. Um, and you can just start to hone your skills to become aware of what you're going through is actually doing to you and will continue to do to you if you allow it and choose not to do anything about it. And so once you become aware of what the uh, sore points are that your emotions are giving you back and you feel that in your body, you start to calibrate to there comes that knot in my stomach again. I see that's a similar experience. So I'm not suggesting that you can heal yourself in one moment, but what I am suggesting with your awareness, you can choose to perhaps have a little more faith in taking your focus on what's yeah. keeping you trapped where you are right now, which even in a very small part, whether it's five minutes, is five minutes less suffering than you had before to help you move through it. And the more that you do that, and the more that you're aware that you have peace, peace that you've created from within by saying, I don't want that feeling anymore. Your prayer becomes, what can I do to help myself? In that true desire of the heart, of the want and the need for help is a silent, aligned, conscious prayer that will then form new neural pathways, which will focus your attention and develop your brain through your pineal gland and your reticular activating system to refocus on what's important for you, which is, what are my options that will help me through this? So synchronistically then, the bananas and the avocado logic comes back, Judith, that oh, you mentioned yeah. earlier, um, which is your thoughts, ideas, inspiration and impulses. And sometimes we just have to take chances and try things because yeah. the point is, is when you understand you know what you don't want, even if the banana or the avocado didn't serve you, you might feel that, okay, I don't feel like I want to go out this area of the supermarket. Something around me is it. Sometimes you just got to buy the tomatoes or the cucumber or the lettuce or the spinach or the watercress yeah. and, and try it. And, you know, you, you will find um, things that help you or work better for you. And don't forget, sometimes we need to go through moment by moment to build up an awareness of actually it's a bit of this and a bit of that. But the point yeah. is when you know what you don't want and you know what's making you better, it gives you that confidence, that empowerment to keep moving in that same direction. Equally, you might make big transitions and become um, completely 180, uh, 180 degrees from where you are because you've just allowed yourself to consider something that you never allowed yourself to experience before. And there's a lovely saying and a quote by Bishop T.D. Jakes, an American pastor. He says, when you can't give yourself something that you need, you're at the mercy of somebody else. And we effectively become victims and surrender to society. We don't surrender to our soul on our spirit and if indeed they are one and the same for you or not it doesn't matter but we don't surrender to what we truly know which is i need to do something different that i haven't done before to take me somewhere that i've never been before so that i heal or i will continue to suffer and be poorly in addition to though what you do i know that you're also a spiritual medium so yeah. i know that that um i was reading um your biography your your bio there and yeah. i know you've got the um, direct dial readings etc yeah. so i understand where you're coming from that it's not physically dialing spirit but it's actually you know the connection with spirit world so you would have people also that would come to you 
um, who would like to have that comfort and spiritual um, healing as well that you get from, you know, what, whatever you get from spirit world, whatever reading or whatever guidance yeah. that spirit's given us, you know, it is, it is a spiritual um, it's a spiritual healing that we're also receiving. So you've also got that connection as well where people can come to you um, also for that. Um, so yeah. do, do you do you get a lot of readings coming or people coming to you um, with this or or are you more busy on the other aspect of with the lectures and the, the kind of other it's, stuff that you're doing? It's interesting. Before I do any reading, um, I've always sent um, a desire to be of the best service that I can for whatever is about to come through me today because I don't know enough to know the possibilities of what created a, a ball of dust that spins in space with gravity, water on a sphere that doesn't fall off. So there's something that's this great creative force that we're going to call consciousness that knows far more than I. So I just have to uh, allow and, and be part of that, that magnificence. But sometimes folks will come and they might be hanging on for one nickname, but they don't necessarily yeah. say what they want. But some folks will come along and say, look, you know, um, I'd really love to hear from my mum. But there's two sides to this. When I talk about my ability to direct dial, sometimes I would say that the desire of my sitter, my client, is so strong that they're so aligned with that in me surrendering to give them what they really want, it comes through me. And they will say, thank you for bringing my mum through. Let's just make up that it's mum in this instance. And I will go, what's important is that you got what you needed. In, yeah, in, in yeah. other instances, they might be so distraught emotionally and upset, maybe a more recent passing or an anniversary or something sensitive has happened, maybe the birth of a baby that mum didn't get to see, that um, knowing that they want uh, mum or, or from uh, a reading from their parents or something like this, I always ask what's important for them at the start, somehow allows me to be aligned so much with their desires that I almost do their alignment for them. And yeah. I would distinguish that from Ian's razzmatazz of hey, I can dial, because we have very distinguished mediums out there like John Edward that aren't perhaps of the same mindset that direct dial is possible. I'm just suggesting and, and yeah. offering some potential mechanics as to mm -hmm. how it is possible. And yeah. I, I would say that it isn't Ian, it's not. You know, it's just my my allowing. And I would say that where we have the desire to serve those people and it's truly what's needed, it finds a way to do what it needs to do to help the person that needs to receive it to the extent and amount that they can take in that moment. Yeah, because it's not always the case. You know, you can have someone come to you and say, you know, I, I want, you know, my, my dad or my brother to come through can you can you get them to come through and it's like well really i i can't do that i can reach out to spirit world and spirit world will come for whoever is wanting to come forward who yeah. is needing to come forward to you but I, I i don't work on the on the basis of um calling out you know um because yeah. at the end of the day you, you know it's um you're working and serving for spirit world and spirit yeah. world know what that person in front of you needs yeah. you know um, and they will give what's needed you know it's yeah. always like, like you just said i always explain it that way as well sometimes yeah. it's not always the 
want or what we need and and actually opens up a journey and opens up a story of other things that they say oh yeah well, yeah that's right oh i remember she used to say that ah, i forgot yeah. about that you know um yeah. so equally you see you can work yeah. with the nec and the ak find mm. out what's going on with somebody and you know this can be and show up issues and symptoms i use the word symptoms here in the loosest sense non-medically um but show us energetically where they're at and um when you sort of give this feedback as you're going for the reading it's a bit like that time lag where some folks say we link in um and, and we get in the power ready to read we're not going to go into that that's a whole different subject and views vary but um what i would say is that in this particular instance you know in in that moment we we do get that feel that when you're on the right subject for where somebody's at if they needed healing for those um um um, events that have been triggered by a trauma more recently mm -hmm. that in the desire for that to be healed you might find that mum comes through dad comes through at that point and I have people quite often go that's who I wanted but I didn't say and I'm really mm -hmm. pleased mum all came through and sometimes people that come in wanting mum and then get uncle Fred you know because uncle Fred is the right um mm -hmm. awakener um for what's needed in that moment you know that they, they aren't always upset that it wasn't mum or dad but sometimes they are and like you said alice and um, very very profoundly there that you know i'm not a conjurer you know that's what a magician does you know and you know here yeah. this is true honest connection and i allow myself to be used but sometimes the flip side of that is we don't know what we need and that's the mind versus that conscious connection all over again. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Talking about the, the direct eye, um, we often hear about remote viewing. Um, you know, some people are very dismissive of remote viewing and other people are very, uh, very interested and, and, and want to understand more. Would you link that into a, a form of direct dialing? Mm, that's a very, very good question. I would say it depends on what you're doing. So, for example, if we take the sensing murder scenario of trying to find out where a body was buried and you're using the pendulum over areas on the map, or my version, I would use my hand and I'd be doing that because, you know, on my version, I, I can see somebody in the street. Um, I could be standing in a room, so I've never met Alice before. And, um, I, you know, I, could, I, I can do this physically, but she might come over and go, what the bloody hell are you doing? you know yeah. um hopefully it wouldn't be her angry husband you know um but um uh, uh yeah especially if he's bigger than me uh but um, <laughs> we, we joke we joke but you know equally um you can do that with, yeah. with your mind and as you become more adverse to this you can, you can you can do it there but what i'm suggesting is, is you do it as an energy reader more so is is, is how i would say that that works yeah. for me yeah. so you are consciously connected but not in a communicative state in terms of receiving and then giving um i would say that it's more that sense of a trust of knowing and using a combination probably of psychic to mediumistic uh, that sliding scale so to speak where you can almost feel the ball of energy scenario what's hot what's cold and everything else but in in the same way i've learned that with all of these techniques you know i can physically take somebody's physical strength away and I can, I can, and I've done that in some churches as well. It's quite funny because people can't resist you when you push them and things like that. 
and equally you can bring it back and i do it as yes. a little bit of a show and i bring it back as a little bit of a show but then i can do it by just looking at you it's really powerful and i honed this after i had some shamanic healing off of a, a very powerful um very well trained experienced um uh, shaman that was uh, recommended to me and that's that's quite interesting as well there's a shamanic energy pool where you literally pull somebody's energy to recharge you a little bit naughty you don't go around robbing people's energy i do need to say that but this was all <laughs> but it's quite interesting and it's all about finding that way and feeling so yeah most definitely i would say for me that whole um i, I wouldn't necessarily say scrying because that goes off on a slight tangent again but the, re the remote viewing can be a, a conscious connected state that you're yeah. shown almost what you can sense somebody's experience when they walk in the room. It just comes through as a picture. Yeah. See, I've actually been, I've, I've been in company where, um, like, you know, we're online, there's quite a few, yeah. quite, a, quite a few of us, and maybe some from Australia, some from America, some, you know, from different parts of the world, and they can jump. So say I was, like, say it was me, I, I, I would describe what's around you that, that's not on view. Yeah. And they and and they couldn't believe they were doing it. Yeah. Um, and it was it was really interesting. And I know there's there's talk about it in the ward, but I, I just thought in some ways it linked into the thread dialing in some ways. Um just in a di slightly different yeah. way, yeah. Yeah, it's an it's an alignment with the energy of, of the sitter or, or the situation. I, I, I yeah, I agree. I mean, my strongest experience of it. To give an example, which is, you know, oftentimes the best way to do it. In 2014, I worked with somebody that was getting twitchy around me and he wanted to allow himself to find out more, but didn't really want to do it in a public place. And we went out for a walk one lunchtime. We were walking around Surrey Street Market in Croydon. And so he had a bit of a reading and uh, he, he came back to me in the afternoon. Some people had gone out of our section where we were working. He came over and he went, I think I'm in Ian. Something feels right for me about all of this and i and i just in a flash said to him just go over your side of the area that we sat in go over there draw the layout of your front room i'll go over here and i'll draw it and then what i'll do is we both turn them over bring them over you turn yours over first and then i'll turn mine over and blow me down exactly the same layouts yeah. apart from where he had drawn a window um i drew some patio uh, doors and um he but said you're still seeing that glass but this is the twist um he said because i the patio doors was as it is now uh sorry as as it was and in and where he was living there it had been bricked up as a window so what i saw and what he saw that was the only discrepancy but you know what um, i don't like to use the words i'll take that because sometimes that gets cheapened in dems when we do that but i'll take that because you know yeah. I, I even was writing on the color of the sofas you know where the where the um um i only use a reference to a footstool that you can't use these days then um but like the little uh, box storage box in the middle of the room was that they put the remotes on and the magazines and it was just like wow because i didn't get up that day didn't arrive at work that moment or the the, the few seconds before he came over to me knowing i was going to do that so do you not think sometimes pers personally it's judith's opinion um we direct day every day oh, yes. in the sense of telepathy yeah. um that we're not even always consciously consciously aware we're doing it um and 
you could think of you know, a family member and next thing before you know it they've yeah, messaged you they've, they've rang you or um we, we we can do like we can surprise ourselves but even if we think okay i'm not spiritual i'm having the physical life very much this, they're both intertwined really and and sometimes we don't realize that we're working more spiritually than we ever realized even though I, as in physical i hate to tell you guys but we're well over time okay right. <laughs> Yeah, we're well over time now. Uh, you know, so uh, I'm, yes, I'm going. Uh, I'm so sorry, but I'm, I'm going to have to, have to cut in now. <laughs> we could go on and talk about this all night. I know, I know. So much into it that we're probably yeah, having yeah. the back on the show again for sure. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been lovely. Yes. There's Thank so you, much Julie. more that uh, avenues there that we we can cross and open up. Um, yeah. But what I would like to just for those who cannot see or those who who are not viewing this on YouTube, uh, I would like to just share some of the contact details. And first one is sentence spirituality at gmail dot com, and that is for yourself, Ian. Yes, and that's right. Yeah, and also ianmason.com. If anybody yeah. wants to get in touch with Ian, then this is the place. To get hold of you is that correct yep that's it thank you very much okay anyone who would like to get in touch with judith miller who's um also co-hosting tonight is contactable through facebook TikTok, and your email was what was your judith miller that that's one, it. one one at aol.com yeah oh i've got it at the end yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay uh also um we're on facebook as well sparkle of lights and also youtube um we're on youtube so if you could if you would like to even do a, a like or a subscribe it is free entirely free uh to sparkle of light spiritual chat show on spotify and on youtube and a uh, if you want to get in touch with us as well, um, you can contact me, um, Alice Traborough at gmail.com. I'm also a spiritual medium as well as psychic. Um, so if you want to get in touch with me, if you maybe would like to be on the show, um, please send our bios uh, to be considered and we'll check that over and we would get back to you. Okay. Yeah. And, and I just so, say yeah. also, if you subscribe, it means you don't miss chat. You don't miss anything. You gain all anything. that knowledge. Yes, that's it. Yes. That's it. You miss, you miss nothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. You miss absolutely nothing. That's right. Um. So, yeah. So it's been great. I would like to thank you very much um, um tonight for being on the show. Um, thank, you. thank you so much, Ian. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you Likewise. on. It has, yes. Yeah, yeah, it really has. And we've covered I'm just going to kidnap him for a long, maybe up longer. <laughs> <laughs> Next time, definitely another time. So yeah. much to cover. Yeah, yeah definitely. There, there was another chapter or the door there <laughs> that, we were, yeah. that we, I think, should open up. Um, yeah, and we'll yeah, that would be absolutely grand if we can do that. Uh, so we'll, we'll set an available date maybe for you later on in the year, if, if possible. Yeah, right. Definitely want you back. Definitely want yeah, you back. Good. So I would like to also say thank you so much um, to everybody um, tonight um, who's maybe watched, listened, um, 
any comments or anything that you maybe suggest yourself um, of somebody to get on, then please do. Okay. Um, and um, I would like to just say good night um, to everybody. And please look after yourselves. Okay. Look after each other. And remember, the beauty in life is where you feel it. Okay. Uh, so now I would just like to put you on to the music and say goodbye until we meet again next week all been well eight o'clock thursday good night